Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. As we enter the season of Lent, we begin a new series called Come Alive with Jesus. Many of us may feel like we are sleepwalking through life or not feeling fully alive. Through this series, we hope that you will discover that in close proximity with the savior you will fully come alive we have geshoma rul share the word today he teaches us how to live fully alive by being completely delivered and set free as christ intended listen in and ask god to help you walk in his freedom hi church it's such a joy and a privilege to be bringing god's word to you and uh, even as we've started this new lenten series i believe god wants to minister to us god wants to speak to us God wants us to meet with him face to face. I know how many of you have started the Bible plan but I honestly feel God's really doing something in me as I'm doing that Bible plan. So I would encourage you if you can take some time every day. I know it's past uh, Ash Wednesday and that you know you would probably uh, go in a few more days post Easter but I believe that God wants to meet with us. And even as we started we're doing this entire series called Come Alive in Jesus I believe God wants us to really come alive last week we saw what it is to be you know we are like jars of clay but the one who's within us is important the one who's within us is the one who gives us life the one who's within us sets us free the one who's within us causes us to dream to think to do things for eternity to have a heart to have a mind so that we are not caught up in you know just being broken he is the potter we saw as tina concluded that you know as it says that that he molds us and he shapes us how close is that and i would rather be in the hands of god so that he can shape me and so today's topic that i want to talk to you today is come alive to be delivered and set free how many of us want deliverance how many us want to be set free from a lot of things you know we might not probably fall into the category of you know um uh, like drug addiction or probably alcohol or you know sexual immorality but we do have certain things where we need deliverance from we do need certain things that we are set need to be set free from for some of us you're still struggling with the things that i mentioned there's nothing big nothing small nothing that's you know oh no why uh, why are you stuck in this everything in front of god's eyes is the same when he came to save he came to save all of humanity from sin and i want to leave you with that thought today because in that case you know i wouldn't look down on someone else i wouldn't look down and you know feel pity or i wouldn't look down and think you know what their sin is bigger no i would always come to the throne room of god i would always come into the house of worship saying god i want to be set free i need your grace more than ever before And so today as we look into this entire thing of being delivered and being set free these are things that just don't happen you know it just doesn't happen that you decided you know okay today i'm going to be set free so i'll wake up and i'm set free these are not some happy thoughts that you think and it just happens no these are moments where you intentionally go and call the name of jesus yes you don't call on any other name you don't call on the energy you don't call on the divine you don't call on you know the god who i think there is no you call on the name of jesus 
And today I want to be specific with regard to this because you will never come alive until you call the name of Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. Because he's the one who can save. He's our only one who came down as a savior. There was no one else who came down as a savior. Some came as a prophet. Some came as gurus. Some came as thinkers. Some came as, you know, freedom fighters. Some came as liberators. But there's only one who came to save with the sole intention of laying his life down for you and me. And so today, as we start this, Jesus has come down to deliver us and set us free. And that's intentional on our part to go to him for that. And so our passage for today is from Romans chapter 6. In fact, it's the entire passage, but I've just broken it down to a couple of verses which I would like to highlight. And I would love to, uh, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to guide us into this topic so that at the end of this, we'll be delivered and we'll be set free. So Romans chapter 6 verses 15 to 19, and I've taken it from the Passion Translation. And this is what it says. What are we to do then? Should we sin to our heart's content since there's no law to condemn us anymore? What a terrible thought. Don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master? But choose carefully for you surrender yourself to become a servant bound to the one you choose to obey. If you choose to love sin, it will become your master and it will own you and reward you with death. But if you choose to love and obey God, he will lead you into perfect righteousness. And thanks be to God for in the past you were servants of sin. But now your obedience is heart deep and your life is being molded by truth through the teaching you are devoted to. And now you celebrate your freedom from your former master, sin. You've left its bondage and now God's perfect righteousness holds power over you as his longing servants. And I just want to highlight the first part of verse 16. Don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master, but choose carefully for you surrender yourself to become a servant bound to the one you choose to obey. Grace is here to set us free. Jesus is here to set us free. His grace sets us free. It delivers us. You know, one of the things of reading the New Testament as you read people encountering Jesus is the fact that Jesus really wanted them to come to him. He always loved when they came to him, when they came to him and said, you know what, you're a good teacher, you're a good master. Lord, would you have mercy on me? God, can you do something? And what happens when Jesus' attention is drawn, when he's called upon? He delivers and he sets them free. There's a man which is mentioned in the Bible whose father came and his son was having, um, you know, was possessed. And Jesus goes there and delivers him. He used to throw himself because of the manifestation that was happening into the fire, into the water to kill. And the beauty about this entire passage that we read is that Jesus came down to give life. Satan uses sin so that we'll be bound and eventually we'll be dead. Last week when we started, we saw this world called numb. When we are numb in our sin, we are bound. We are not delivered. We are chained and we can't be set free. This entire book uh, is written by Paul. And when he's writing to the Roman church, 
he in fact starts the entire chapter of you know romans chapter 6 you know telling them that's probably news that's come to him and he's you know really penning it down and saying hey there are some of you who've decided to follow jesus but you've not let gone of your worldly ways we can blame it on culture today the, this is a warning to us as a church today this is a warning to me personally as i was preparing god was saying you can do everything right you can mask everything up you can project everything right you can you know preach your sermons you can talk to people you can use my name but i still see that you are bound i still see that you've not set free and the beauty that we all have is that we have access to this grace jesus wants to set us free he does not want us to be bound aw tozer says this in almost everything that touches our everyday life on earth god is pleased when we are pleased he wills that we be free as birds to soar and sing our maker's praise without anxiety today a lot of us are carrying the worries of our world and eventually those worries plague us haunt us and later are chaining us down but today can we go to the father's throne room to say god it's not a carefree life that i want but i want a life where your grace has set me free where your grace has delivered me what does deliverance look like what is being set free look like deliverance looks like that you know what my family's poverty my family's lack of finances my family struggle with ill health my family you know generationally being plagued by depression my family being struggling to make ends meet and we have not even you know been able to see the goodness of the lord will come to an end because i am going to ask god to deliver me circumstances can change don't think deliverance is only for those who you think you know what i think they are severely oppressed so they only need no all of us need deliverance when i say we are being plagued by the anxiety of this a lot of us are carrying the problem of finances on our head so much we are plagued even as we are entering into the month of march a lot of us have to you know coming to the year and we will see our bank accounts go dry we will see things not happen the way we expected we will see you know our bills being unable to be made or our or our claims that we need to file for it tanks all piling up and we'll be anxious but god saying here i can still deliver you and set you free trust me to provide sometimes the lack that we have is so that our trust is solely in jesus and so today being delivered and being set free comes at a price and it's a lot to do with what's happening internally coming alive is not about us coming alive physically you know because we can jump it up we can say the right things and all no but coming alive in the four walls of our home are we really coming alive what are my thoughts like when i'm actually at the pit of the toughest day of my week what are some of the things that i'm really struggling with that i'm unable to share with anyone jesus wants to come alive in those situations deliver us and set us free the first thing that i want to draw our attention through this entire passage in romans chapter 6 is coming alive in jesus only happens when we are dead to our sinfulness coming alive in jesus only happens when we are dead to our sinfulness 
Romans chapter 6 verses 1 to 4 and I'm reading from the Amplified and this is what it says. What shall we say to all this? Should we continue in sin and practice sin as a habit so that God's gift of grace may increase and overflow? Certainly not. How can we, the very ones who died to sin, continue to live in it any longer? Or are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We have therefore been buried with him through baptism into death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory and the power of the Father, we too might walk habitually in the newness of life, abandoning our old ways. So when it says here that we need to be dead to our sinfulness means that when we come alive, there's only one master. There are no two masters. Sin cannot be there and Jesus cannot be there. Jesus comes to set us free, period. His love causes us to obey him. The love that we've received from him, we show it back to him in obeying and doing what he asks us to and doing what he wants us to do. You know, and so today, the warning that Paul gives the Roman church is the fact that we cheapen his grace when we continually keep sinning. And we think, you know what, I can go back on a Sunday, I can say, God, I'm sorry, and I'm back to it. Yes, forgiveness is there. But don't cheapen his grace. Because at the end of it, the reality is we are fooling ourselves. The reality is I'm manufacturing his grace conveniently enough to think, you know what, this works for me. There's a clear demarcation when Jesus comes in and sets us free. So you might say, you know what, but Jesus was there among the people. He was there with the tax collectors. He was there with those he didn't, you know, those who were despised by society. Yes. He went into the very homes, into the very places where they were there. But he didn't change. Rather, they all were changed. So today, I don't have to compromise myself to be in a place where everyone is so that I change, but I rather stand and be there so that they all will change. And ultimately, the bottom line in this whole thing is people will not follow Jesus because of what I'm saying, what I'm doing. Yes, they all do have an impact, but it comes because of the Holy Spirit working in and through their lives. A lot of times we are striving, we are trying to create the right atmosphere and we are trying to create the right ambience with everything possible to say, you know what, I want to be a testimony here. But I think deliverance will come when we call the name of Jesus. Deliverance will come when we say, Holy Spirit, work in their life. Deliverance will come when we start earnestly praying for them. Deliverance will come when we honestly are true to ourselves and say, God, I want you to really do something in their lives. And it also starts with us, where we come to the reality and say, you know what, I need to die to my sinfulness. I need to die to the very sinful nature within me so that I can allow Christ to live. And, you know, the more I think about it, you know, um, just recently my uh, youngest brother, you know, was adding his second SIM card to his phone. And um, for some reason, I, I mean, we all can do it. I've seen a lot of people have dual sims. You know, one is for WhatsApp, one is for, um, you know, your regular things, regular calls and checking all that based on the data plan and all that jazz. 
but it got me thinking a lot of us are trying to walk our christian lives with a dual sin where you know what i'll switch when it's convenient i'll have this sinful pattern because it helps me today whatever bondage that you're stuck in god wants to eradicate it once and for all and the beauty about jesus is he came down for all of humanity which means you me and for the people before us and for the people who are coming after us which means his name alone has the power to break every chain his name alone has the power to set people free from every power of oppression his name has the power to liberate us so today are you willing to give up on this dual thing and solely stick with jesus alone following jesus will be hard if you are in via zain we keep telling you that following jesus is not going to be easy if if following jesus was easy i think the world would be different christianity would be different it's because we will be swimming against the tide and that's what god's calling us to do god we will be swimming against the tide in the area of our understanding of people of the future of finances of what god's calling us to do of what god is placing us and where he's placing us it will be different even in our very marriages that god's given us in the generation that god's given in front of us to raise up but it all starts if you're willing to die to our sinfulness and so you may ask okay so geshom what comes under all this sinfulness the minute adam sinned in the garden of eden all of us have fallen short which means all of us are you know are sinners you me all of us till a point where we actually come in contact with jesus and we see that you know he came down so that our sinful nature can be changed entirely so today the deliverance that god wants to give us is from the sinful nature and so when he came down you can read the entirety of the new testament there were prophecies god set up at a nation god took that entire nation through a desert god built that nation up and man's sinfulness still didn't leave him till a point where jesus had to come god himself had to come in human form Emmanuel God with us came down that's why we celebrate christmas we celebrate christmas because he thought of you and me and we celebrate easter because he died for you and me it should have been us but when he died he took the blame that should have been on me death which should have been on me he took it up the eternity that we would be spending in hell in the pits of flame he saved us from that and has separated us to be his children so that we can live in eternity with him that is where our faith stands does it make sense in a logical world it doesn't but that's what faith in jesus looks like watchman nee says this beautifully he says it is a fact that the lord jesus has already died for you it's also a fact that you have already died with the lord jesus if you do not believe in your death with christ you will not be able to receive the effectiveness of death with him which is freedom from sin so in this entire chapter when we read paul talks about baptism that happens and baptism is a place where we 
boldly take the step and come in front of others to say i personally i'm no longer going to live this sinful life i am going to live this life that jesus has called me to live i turn my back on the world and i'm going to look to the cross because that's where i find freedom that's where i find hope that's where i find my strength that's where i find my true identity and my life and in baptism what happens when we are submerged in we are symbolically telling jesus you came down and i'm dying to the sinful nature but when i rise up i'm coming out as a new person in you so that i can face this world that you've put me in with your help and live the call that you've called me to live so today you probably have given your life to god probably a few years back or probably you haven't and i would encourage you to journey along with us take some time to get to know us take some time to talk to us it's it's it requires us to come to a personal conviction of our own where the holy spirit should work this is a personal decision i can't take that decision for you you can't take that decision for me jesus came down for each and every one of us and so today as for someone who's already been baptized and who's already been in this christian walk probably in this christian walk there are certain things that have plagued you and so you need deliverance from that ask god god you alone have the power to break this thing could you do it for me would you set me free because i already know that you won over sin death was defeated on the cross you are alive today you are not a god who's who was no you are a god who's presently our god in my life and you will be god to everyone who calls on your name so today would you make this your prayer that you are you will come alive so that you will be set free you will come alive so that you will be delivered you will be able to come alive when you are dead to the sinful nature and i'll put on the nature of christ in me and this nature of christ requires us to work requires us to lean into his word to read his word because that's where we find his nature this nature that we're talking of jesus which are replacing with taking kicking sinfulness out requires us to be part of community with other believers so that we can pray together we can find the different seasons god's going to take us through and i pray that god will enable you and strengthen you to make that decision the second point coming alive in jesus ends the power of sin over us it stops with us we can rechange that course that is there in our lives yes we face the consequences of our sin for some of us who have come out of alcoholism for those who have been drinking a lot and everything there is a particular level of damage that happens to our physical bodies but when we give it up for jesus but when we replace that sinful nature what happens we start looking forward in hope the consequences yes later find out i have certain complications in my health because of that but that very sinful nature doesn't have power over us a lot of us have walked through the road of abuse and as you've met jesus god wants to work with you and bring you healing 
you no longer will succumb to the power of that sin the manifestation of that sin is so prevalent but god's here when you come alive no power in heaven or hell can come close to you because i am there he'll be your armor bearer just imagine that like if he's an armor bearer every area that you're weak in he can strengthen you every area that you lack he can be your provision every area that you are feeling incomplete he can complete you today we don't have to look to anyone else for completion the 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 power of sin cripples us the power of sin causes us to look foolish the power of sin causes us to look desperate the power of sin causes us to be not who god created us to be but the power of sin can be broken when we come alive in jesus for those of you who've been lacking you know you feel like your wallet has a big hole and money just doesn't stay you're bad with finances and you've been beating yourself and you f- are scared thinking that you know what somewhere down the line i just f- think that i'll end up like my family we might end up in debt we won't be able to do things for our future generation when you come alive in jesus in your finances the power of debt would go the power of debt would go god is willing to rewrite things in your life if you allow him if you give him full control if you say god would you come alive in me can we read continue reading romans chapter 6 verse 8 to 9 now if we have died with christ we believe that we will also live together with him because we know the self evident truth that christ having been raised from the dead will never die again death no longer has power over him for the death that he died he died to sin ending its power and paying the sinner's debt once and for all and the life that he lives he lives to glorify god in unbroken fellowship with him even so consider yourselves to be dead to sin and your relationship to it broken but alive to god in unbroken fellowship with him in christ jesus as i started this sermon it's only in jesus will we come alive you won't come alive with your spouse you won't come alive because you've raised up good kids you won't come alive because you have a fancy home you won't come alive if you can put yourself together no you'll come alive only when you are in jesus look at this he says here there's he's defeated sin once and for all what is satan's biggest game plan he just has to introduce doubt is it true did he really say that carbon copy from genesis that's his game plan his he's a master craftsman with his word he will doubt the very promises god's given you he will doubt the very direction that god's calling you to take he will doubt the very presence that is there allowing you to be an overcomer but today the power of sin once and for all is broken because of jesus you know when you read the bible you see the power of sin our today's world i would say would be guilt would be fear would be shame and these strongholds become so deep that you need a deliverer you need a deliverer and many a times you know as people of the faith we try doing this alone but i would urge you today that's why we are gather as a church that's why we gather as community that's why we come to a place where god gives vulnerability to share with our fellow brethren and when we say you know what i'm struggling in this area when two people when two or three gather in my name i am there 
what happens demons will flee what happens bondages will be broken what happens sicknesses will change what happens we will be set free and i am more confident than ever because of us relying on the holy spirit we are going to see things happen from now on we are going to be catching the wind and we will be seeing him come alive in every instances of our life today fear shame pull us down it's like a chokehold on our neck and we are feel like we're drowning right there in the middle of the ocean but if we can give it all up for those of you who've been plagued by anxiety i would say would you give it all up anxiety has no power only jesus has power claim that when you feel that when you're shriveling up even last week i got on a call and i was talking to a person they just broke down and i didn't know what to say but i believed in one thing i had the power of jesus living within me and i knew that whatever that they were suffering from couldn't stand the presence of god and I, this was over a phone and after i prayed they wailed on the phone they cried and i believe freedom is what looks like that we need to cry it out and say god i want to be set free my desperation should come in leviticus we see how god prepared the israelites to offer sacrifices he had given you know for this sin you'll have to offer such and such for this sin it has to be an you know uh, a young lamb unblemished and all that and there were so much of order in the whole thing but if you see the bottom line what is the denominator the denominator was for sin to be completely erased it required a blood sacrifice the blood of an innocent lamb or the blood of an innocent animal based on what they could afford and based on the level of the sin they had to go lay their hand on the innocence of that animal literally transferring that sin and their life was laid on the altar today we have a savior who came 2000 years back he died on the cross because he cared so much for all of us he cared for all of creation which includes you and me it includes you church today even as you're watching this it includes each and every one of us his blood has paid the price once and for all so today you don't have to go to any mountain you don't have to go on a pilgrimage you don't have to go anywhere right where you're at if you claim the blood of jesus over your life you will be delivered if you claim the blood of jesus over your family they will be delivered if you claim the blood of jesus over that area in your body that's been aching it will set you free faith as small as a mustard seed many a times we doubt many a times we hesitate but that's of the enemy let's rise up in faith let's grow our faith let's strengthen our faith if we don't strengthen it if we don't start speaking out in faith and believing it we won't see it happen jesus paid the price for all of sin jesus paid the price for all of sin you can't quantify it you can't measure it you can't weigh it but he died once and for all let that sink in if he gets so much for all of us for all of humanity 
and yet is so personal to say i've numbered the hair on your head to say that i know you inside out can we surrender ourselves to this god revelation chapter 1 verse 4 to 5 says this this letter is from john to the seven churches in the province of asia grace and peace to you from the one who is who always was and who is still to come from the sevenfold spirit before his throne and from jesus christ he is the faithful witness to these things the first to rise from the dead and the ruler of all kings of the world all glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us uh the verse started you know um into the fifth verse you know and so that's why i took verse 4 and 5 as he's opening up revelation it says here he is the faithful witness to these things the first to raise from the dead and the ruler of all kings so the establishing that happens here when john writes revelation is he is the ruler of all the kings there's no one else who's coming to rule he is the ruler anyone can claim the throne but he is the true ruler over all of us he is a faithful witness and he is the first to raise from the dead and the underlying thing is he came he freed us all from our sins by shedding his blood so today our only hope and trust and faith is in jesus and so today i would invite you would you allow jesus to come into your life again a lot of us have allowed him a lot of us are just using him as a side dish where i'll just you know touch him on a sunday call on him on a sunday raise my hand for him on a sunday give what i think should be given to him on a sunday god wants more than that from our lives would we be willing to go and as i was preparing i was like god a lot of us today probably know this there are seasoned christians who walk this life 20 years 30 years who know this that we can only come alive and you'll only set us free you're only our deliverer they've heard this they know this they've called on your name but god took me you know to the old testament back and reminded me that the israelites who you know were flourishing at a point when actually joseph had caught his entire family into egypt but as generations went they became slaves there and they were slaves for 400 years and it's in that 400 years of slavery of oppression of you know of going through all this physical oppression mind you it's not even the spiritual aspect of sin and you know of uh, they they really wanted a deliverer because they were physically being oppressed by a ruler and god drew me to exodus chapter 3 verse 7 to 10 the time when moses encounters god and god's response is what caught my attention and many a times you're looking for the response of a leader we are looking for the response of a pastor we are looking for a response of a parent we are looking for a response of our spouse from a loved one but i think we need to go back to god and this is what god tells moses can we read this exodus chapter 3 verses 7 to 10 the lord said i have indeed seen the misery of my people in egypt i have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers and i am concerned about their suffering so i have come down to rescue them from the hand of the egyptians and to bring them 
out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And then God commands Moses to go to Israel and set them. God commands Moses and then we see God command Moses to go to Egypt to approach Pharaoh so that his people will be set free. But 400 years of people crying, 400 years of people asking for freedom, 400 years of people calling on the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, there is a God who hears. And this caught my attention because a lot of us are crying and waiting. We don't have to wait for 400 years. We don't have to wait for 10 generations of us to actually find that. We can find that right now. As I read this, I strongly felt God said, you are going to read this out because many have been calling and they need an assurance that I am listening. Many have been calling and thinking that I've turned my ear away. No, I'm listening. But I also have sent my son into this world. They can call on his name and I will answer. So today on the screen, you're going to see these three sentences. And there's a blank there and I want you to put your name there. I have indeed seen the misery of Geshom, is what God's saying. I have heard Geshom crying. I am concerned about Geshom's suffering. We're going to repeat that again. I have indeed seen the misery. Could you put your name there? I have heard your name there, crying. I am concerned could you put your name there? Suffering. And these three verses are just verses which God spoke to Moses. I believe God speaking this to our generation today. A lot of us are in the misery of emotional ill health. A lot of us are quietly crying in our pillows. Quietly crying in our rooms. Some of you are quietly crying in the restrooms because you can't cry outside. You can't appear weak. A lot of you are suffering. Not suffering because of... Suffering because the oppression is too hard. Suffering because circumstances are getting tougher day by day. And the beauty of God's response is, I have come down to rescue them. He's coming down to rescue you. Would you call on his name today? Would you call on the name of Jesus? Would you call on the name of our deliverer? Could you call on the name of our savior? Could you call on the name of our redeemer whose name is Jesus? Verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. When he asks, who will I tell the people you know, who has sent me, say that I am who I am. He is the God who is today for us. He is the God who will be. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the God who controls time. So today, would you call on the name of Jesus so that your misery, so that your crying, so that your suffering will all come down, will be broken, you will be delivered, you will be set free and in turn, you will be able to come alive in Jesus. A call for Christians is to become in practice what they already are in their status before God. Dead 
to sin and alive to God. Our status before God, before sin was there, was that we were his child. Sin came. Yes, Jesus came. He redeemed us. And every time we go back there, we should be dead to sin. And we should be alive to God. One has to die. One has to be alive. If we can hold on to that. And say, God, today, as I step into this week, can you please direct my path? Can we just pray? I just want to pray for those of us who are watching online. Lord, I pray even right now that even as we heard your word, would you come alive in us? Come alive and set us free. Come alive and deliver us. Come alive and make us who you want us to be, Lord. We are unable to see it. We are striving. We are struggling. We are in misery. We are suffering, Lord. Would you come down and set us free? We believe that you are the great I am. And we are coming to the great I am who's already done everything. Sin is already defeated, Lord. And we come again to you that you would strengthen us, you would shape us, you would cause us to be who you've called us to be, Lord. That we will never crumble in pressure. We will never crumble, Lord Jesus, in all that we are going through. But we would rather rise up. We'll be able to face what is ahead of us because you're alive in us, because you're here to strengthen us, because you're here. You are our redeemer. You are our savior. I pray that you would be with your children. Bless the work of their hands. I pray that they'll have journey mercies. I pray that, Lord, even as they interact with people, people will see that you are alive in them, in their words, in their thoughts, in their actions. I pray that, Lord, we'll be greater testimonies outside, Lord Jesus, because that's what you've called us to be. You've called us to be the light here in this world so that many will draw to you. Be with us and bless us, Lord. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So for those of you who are listening and who are watching, I pray that God will come alive into your life today. However tough the situation is, remember what I read. Whatever misery, whatever trouble, whatever suffering, He is there listening. He wants to walk with you. He wants to journey with you and make you understand that sin has no power. He's finished it once and for all. And the second thing is that you need to be fully alive in Him alone and no one else. I pray that you have a blessed week. More than anything, I pray that you'll come alive in Jesus. And remember, whoever finds Jesus, finds life. God bless you all. So church, even as we all are getting ready to partake of the Lord's table, even as Tina comes to lead us into a time of communion, I just want to take some time to pray. Because I believe a lot of us are struggling. A lot of us are quietly crying. A lot of us are struggling in our own misery. A lot of us are, you know, struggling in some of the sufferings that we've been going through years on years. And God wants to set us free. God wants us to come alive so that we will be set free. We will be delivered. We will be in a right place with him doing what he's called us to do. And even as we partake of the Lord's table, it's a reminder that sin is defeated. It's a reminder that we are all in this together because we are calling on the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for each and every church member who's coming to church today. Thank you, Lord, that even as they partake of the Lord's table, I pray that you would be with each and every one. I pray it will be a reminder that you've purchased us with such a great price. You have set us free. Your brokenness 
that you came down, Lord Jesus, here and were broken. Lord, you've broken every aspect. Our brokenness, you've taken, Lord Jesus. And we pray today as you make us whole, as you set us up, that we will call on you to be our deliverer. We will call on you to set us free. I pray that we will not be people who are partaking of sin and you together, but rather just you alone, only you alone, Lord Jesus. Would you come, rescue us and set us free, Lord. Set us free, Lord. I pray especially for each and every one right now, as they step into this week, that they would see you come alive, Lord, in situations, in their mind, in their heart, in their physical bodies, that you would deliver them, Lord Jesus. I pray we ask, Holy Spirit, may you breathe a fresh wind, Lord Jesus, into their lungs. I pray that they would have a fresh step, Lord, as they step into the week. One of hope, one that they'll be able to face whatever is there, Lord, and strengthen their arms and legs to face, to live the life that you've called. I pray their ears will be tuned so that they won't have doubt. They won't give in to doubt, give in to the fear the enemy brings, Lord. Guard our ears, guard our eyes, guard our hands, guard our lips of what we confess, Lord. Strengthen us, Lord. Go before us, Lord. Go before us. I pray you would bless each and every one, that you would strengthen and you be with us, Lord, in our going out and our coming in. I pray health, provision and strength would be upon each and every one of us. Be with us and take charge. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So church, even as you partake in the Lord's table, my prayer is that we will all come alive in Jesus alone. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. To hear more messages like this, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.